This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. This is the Steelers Standard, and I am Tom Opperman. With me, as always, is Jacob Brecht. It's Friday. That means it's time, it's time to light my fire, baby. Turn it up, your, baby. I love how week in and week out. It's my fire. It's called your fire. It's my fire. You know, every week, I'm the one putting in the effort yeah, in between segments. I'm not going to burn myself. The fire. Of course. You're going to come over here or you're just going to talk about it? I'm just going to talk about here? it. I'm just going to keep bumping my gums about it. Oh. Uh, you know what? We need a fire today, too, because it's really, really cold out there. Oh. It is it freezing. Is. I'm in a sweatshirt and jeans today, Tom. I'm ripping this sweatshirt off because of this fire that's going right now. That's though. true. It's feeling real toasty in here. That's the worst part is that you can always... You can always warm up easily, but the cool down is hard. That's right? hard, of course, of course, naturally. It is a fireside Friday here on Steelers Standard, though. If you're unfamiliar with what that means, we spend all week talking about the Steelers for the most part. So on Fridays, I like to look around the NFL. We had a game last night we can chew on, and we got a ton of games on the schedule this week that are worthy of attention. So let's kick things off with what we saw last night the Panthers. Out to a 3-0 and start this Jeez. season. We talked in an earlier episode that we did today. And give it a listen at Steelers.com if you haven't. That with these quarterbacks in the NFL, and we're talking, we, we used it in reference to Joe Burrow and how it looks like the Bengals are trying to build a good thing around him. A lot of times, talented quarterbacks from college fail because of the team that they mm-hmm. get drafted to, not because of their own talent. I think we're seeing that perfectly play out with Sam Darnold. The Jets screwed it up the Jets had their quarterback I mean I think the Jets did and Adam Gase do not forget about Adam it's pretty clear here that they had a quarterback they They had had a quarterback in Sam Darnold he threw for 305 yards yesterday and he had two rushing touchdowns to boot Carolina goes on to win 24 to 9 and they're 3 and 0 Sam Darnold never been 2 and 0 before at New York let alone 3 and 0 he looks really good this year and Obviously, he's going to have games where he throws interceptions, and he's still going to have growing pains. But you look at him, and last night especially, you say to yourself, that guy is an NFL starter. I mean, there's no way he shouldn't start for any team in the NFL that needs a quarterback. And you're right. Adam Gase and the Jets just completely blew themselves up there because Zach Wilson could still be very good, that's fair. But is it the same kind of situation now? I know it's a different coaching staff. Zach Wilson staff. was also extremely less proven coming out of college yeah. than, than Sam Hell Darnold yeah. was. Sam Darnold won the Rose Bowl, uh-huh. one of the better USC quarterbacks since probably Matt Leinart. And Zach Wilson's kind of in that same boat now in New York, throws four picks against the New England Patriots, kind of had his Sam Darnold seeing ghost moments. You hope that the Jets can ner- build this guy up and – develop him into the quarterback that his potential shows or else he might be in Atlanta in three years lighten it up for the Falcons like it comes down to organizations just as much as it comes down to the players and I think again Donald is a great example but enough about that whole uh aside the Panthers yes starting to creep into your playoff picture a little bit uh well let me let me paint this picture last year with with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, right? Not a bad quarterback. Not a horrible. He's I two think, and zero too. 
I think Sam Darnold's better. I do too. But which is why they traded. Great point by you to bring up Denver, who's also two zero. Right. Probably going to be three zero because they play the New York Jets that we home. just talked about At this home, week. So even if they played on the road, I'm I'm picking Denver in that game. Uh, so congrats to Teddy for starting off three zero. Last year the Panthers went zero and two to start the season, then three and two, and then finished the year five and eleven. This does not have any of that same feel to it that last year did where it's like okay they, they're kind of creeping back here to start the season and then they they lose nine of their last or they lose seven of their last ten or something like that I don't know what the numbers are math is it's early we're cold but we got this fire so maybe my brain should it's be it's the Carolina there. Panthers who cares you don't need doesn't matter for them. so this does not seem like last year despite the loss of Christian McCaffrey we don't know exactly how yeah, long hamstring injury However, Chuba Hubbard didn't look horrible. Yeah, but he's not Christian McCaffrey. He's not Christian McCaffrey. And then um, their other backup, Royce Freeman, previous Denver Broncos. Not a terrible backup. Not horrible. That's not a bad dual back threat to have. It's not great. It's certainly even the sum of their parts does, doesn't even come close to equaling Christian McCaffrey. But it's still not bad. And boy, did DJ Moore look great last night. It, it seems like any given week it's going to be the DJ Moore show or it's going to be the Robbie Anderson show. Or, you know who else looked really good last night, Tom? Terrace Marshall. Uh, okay, in addition to Terrace Marshall, the other guy, um, Tommy Tremble, another rookie tight end. Big 30-yard catch. Big 30-yard catch for them in that game. And a touchdown. Um, yes, on the, uh, on the ground. Rushing touchdown for Tommy Tremble. Uh, Robbie Anderson had one catch for eight yards on two targets, and Darnold still threw for 300 yards. I mean, DJ Moore. Yeah, DJ, DJ Moore. Moore had a, a career game. He got hurt. He had 100 but yards I think with 12 minutes left in the second quarter. He, he got hurt yards. multiple times throughout that game, but he still finished the game. So good sign for the Carolina Panthers to not have to only rely on Robbie Anderson. I just think it comes back to what are you going to do without Christian McCaffrey? What are you going to do without Christian McCaffrey? And defensively, what are you potentially going to do without J.C. Horn, your high draft pick this your, year? Your, what was it, eighth overall yeah. pick? And that's a defense that's on the rise in Carolina. Yeah, definitely. They is. are leading the league in sacks so far this year. Obviously, they've had an extra game than everybody else, but before the game last night, they were still tops in the NFL as far as sacks were concerned. Matt Rule is a defensive coach, and that defense is going to get better. You know, If Horn can come back, that'll be huge for them. But weapons on offense, good defense on the rise. Sam Darnold's looking really good so far. Looks like they got the quarterback situation figured out. No question in my mind right now, they're the second-best team in that NFC South. No question. Falcons are garbage. Let's, 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 they let's beat the Saints. The ranks. They beat the Saints. That's a good point. I was going to see what the Saints could do this weekend, but they did beat the Saints. I'd like to return real quickly to Matt Rule. Because the big headline for NFL coaches this season was Urban Meyer coming from Florida, seeing how he can transition from college to the pros. Matt Rule left a great program at Baylor. Left an inc- I mean, he Baylor is it competitive. Good. It's good. Baylor was competitive. Let's let's not let's not be too low on Baylor. A great program though has a coach like that leave and stays in the top ten. Like Ohio State. That's fair. Like Bama. Okay, but okay, but, but that's maybe, a good. They had a good thing going. Had a great program because of Matt Rule. And I'll say this: the next time a Texas, the next time a USC, which it is right now, opened up, he he'd be on the short list. Oh yeah, for sure. If he was still yes. at Baylor, I yes. think he would be the front runner. The, the jury's still out on both those schools. 
Um, but I think he would be the front runner for no either question. of them. Uh, anyways, Matt Rule doing a great job compared to counterpart Urban Meyer and making that transition from college to the pros. One theory I have as to why that is is with Urban at Ohio State, at Florida, I mean, you barely have to recruit once you get those jobs. I mean, every five-star in the state of Ohio is going to Ohio State, and for the most part. And you're getting guys from Florida, and you're getting guys from Texas to come up and go in California and western Pennsylvania. You're getting all these guys that want to come play at Ohio State. You don't really recruit when you're out of school like that. You reload. With Matt Rule and Baylor, I mean, Texas is there. Texas A&M is there. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma's right around there. You're like fourth or fifth on the pecking order for a lot of these recruiting classes. And what Matt Rule was able to do was he was able to take three stars and four stars and get the most out of them and develop them into their best versions of themselves. And that's how he had his team flirting with college football playoffs and flirting with Big 12 titles. With Urban, it's just reload. I got the most talented guys out there. Obviously, he's a good schemer and he's a good coach, but... You know, it's a lot easier. And then when you get to the NFL and everything is kind of an even playing field, I kind of think a guy like Matt Rule has the advantage there because he was playing from so far behind and doing so much better with that in college that when the playing field's even in the pros, I think he has an easier uh, ability to get the most out of his pro players. I agree. He's good at developing their talents and their strengths. And now you know he has a legitimate quarterback on his team it's not just some guy who's coming out of college we don't really know it's i think the even though it's a small sample size these three games have kind of proven to everyone that the jets really fumbled the ball with darnold uh on the houston side of things davis mills became the fifth rookie quarterback to start a game this season uh fourth excuse me it'll be fifth on sunday when justin Fields starts his first game for the bears uh fourth quarterback to officially start from this rookie class third round pick out of stanford for the Texans, uh, I mean, uh, like, uh, like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, he had, he had a nice touchdown pass, matter. but they missed the extra point after the touchdown pass. It and then they only kicked a field goal the rest of the way. So I, was, I don't really I think he's – I was talking with my friends last night. Uh, I don't even know who their backup is to Davis Mills. I don't either. Because um, it's not – they're not – they weren't going to put out Deshaun Watson. And I think that's the right thing to do. I, I think as far as an organization goes, it's a good – uh, idea to just keep that guy off the field. You, you don't need yeah, people say, "Oh, any press is good press." Not that press. You don't I just need. Looked it up. You don't need to be at the center of the NFL attention today because he played Deshaun Watson when he has all that stuff off the field to to deal with twenty five civil suits against him, criminal suits charging against him. I mean, I just looked up the backup, familiar foe to the Pittsburgh Steelers in a backup form. This is the third string quarterback. This is the th- yeah, sure, third string. Jeff Driscoll, wow. the backup who played against them in okay. Denver last year when Drew Locke went down. Yeah, so they're doing the right thing, but I guarantee you, head coach the Texans, who I'm blanking on right now. I mean, could anyone name the guy? His name is David Culley. He was actually a wide receiver coach for the Steelers in the, the 90s. The owner, the GM. Yeah, I couldn't tell They're anything. sitting in their office going, man, we should start Deshaun. He's quarterback <laughs> i know they're thinking about that so really uh, i'm giving credit to them because you know what the nfl it's kind of a scumbag league sometimes and i wouldn't put it past some people from actually playing Deshaun watson the texans are doing the right thing it might be getting a little easier for them too because he's still adamant that he wants out of houston so it's kind of like they got both things going that they could just be like well whatever you're not playing for sure. us this year then but still that's got to be tempting for them to do and i'm glad that they're not pulling the trigger 
Uh, moving on into week three action this Sunday. Let's just start at the top. The biggest game of the week is Buccaneers and Rams. And that's in, not even the Sunday night game. Nope. But it's in L.A. The Bucks are a one-point favorite. Both teams are 2-0. and uh, So one of those teams will join the Carolina Panthers in the ranks of the 3-0 and teams in the NFL. Uh, I think this is a potential preview of the NFC Championship game. I think these, at the current moment, are the two best teams, not just in that conference, but the two best teams in football right now. Going head-to-head at L.A. I like the fact that it's in L.A. I, I think that really goes well for the Rams. I think that stadium is going to get pretty loud. I think there's a decent fan base for the Rams out there in Los Angeles, especially since they're a good contending team. But it's just really hard when it's Tom Brady on that <laughs> other side. Like every other quarterback, the logic tells me this is a Rams win, but he just defies logic constantly. The, it wouldn't shock me. I don't know what the spread is here on this one. If the Rams were favored, the Rams are getting a point. I think this is so the, the Buccaneers are favored. Okay, wow. So I don't know if the I don't know if the Buccaneers are going to be the underdog for the rest of the season. To be honest, unless Brady goes down, this would be the one, and they're not. And they're not. So unless Brady gets hurt, then yeah, yeah I think that that would be the case. But I find it hard to believe that they'd be an underdog in any game if this one they're not on the road against the second best team in football right now, traveling to the West Coast. Yeah. I mean that's this different. Would be, this, from would, this would be the one game that you're the underdogs, and it, it shows a lot of, shows how good this team really is in Tampa that they're not the underdog here, that they're favored to win. It's gonna be a juicy game, Tom. The vibe you get from it is a shootout or a defense, because both defenses are good, but both offenses can. I wouldn't it up. say shootout. I'd say uh, probably like twenties. The way I see it is it's gonna it's not gonna be exactly like that Chiefs Rams game on Monday Night Football where it was like fifty eight to whatever. Right. But I think it's gonna be a pretty explosive offensive game where the defense makes a big play. Like a Donald strip sack late or a Shaq Barrett interception late. Or like a I think, white pick. I think offense yeah. will rule the day, but I think defense is gonna end up making the play on either side of the ball that swings well, it. Well that's what happened favor. in that Chiefs Ram game. Yes. Uh, there were like two or three defensive touchdowns in that game alone. Uh, But I really don't know what I'm going to see. All I know is that I expect it to be the game of the year following the uh, Chiefs-Ravens game last year. As great as that game was, I expect this game to be even better. And crazy to think that this wasn't even labeled as the game of the week for Sunday night. This is the second best at, at least some people could argue it's only the second best game of the week, but this has huge number one overall seed in the NFC implications, and no. it's only week three. No question about it, and that becomes even bigger this year because last it's, year was the first year where the one right. seed is the only one That's that what gets I'm that by. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady, the numbers with him in New England when he gets the bye in home field in the playoffs is they pretty much go they would pretty much go to the Super Bowl anytime that that happened, and then last year what happened? Oh yeah, he was the sixth <laughs> seed and he went on the road for four straight games and, or three straight games, and won the Super Bowl anyway. You know what so. sucks is that Ben Roethlisberger always said he was the first one to do that to win three games on the road to to make it to the Super Bowl and win. That was the one thing Brady never came close to doing. And then Rodgers did it. The year Eli, he, no, Eli did, did it. Eli do it before after. that. Eli did it before. Then Rodgers did it the year Rodgers beat Ben, and now Brady did it last year. So kind of sorry, Ben. People are kind of stealing your thunder as far as that's concerned. Uh, another big game. Before we move on, do you think if Tampa wins this game, I think Tampa gets the number one seed? 
But I, I don't have the confidence to say no. if, if L.A. wins this game. No, the division's way too hard. Yeah. Yeah, the NFC West. But if Tampa wins this game, I, I, I could say to you right now, Tampa's got the number one seed. Just said in this episode, I think Carolina's the second best team in the South. I'd still pick the Bucks to sweep them this year. So Easily. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think the NFC West is just too tough for the Rams to be a lock if they get past this one. They need this win desperately if you're L.A. Uh, the Sunday night game is Green Bay at San Francisco, a little rematch of the NFC Championship game from two years ago where the Niners just destroyed the Green Bay Packers en route to the Super Bowl that they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. But Another dud of a performance by Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship game. Don't think you're going to see a dud of a performance from Aaron Rodgers this week against the Niners. I think you're going to see a lot of Aaron Jones. If you're a daily fantasy guy, I think Aaron Jones is someone to pick up every week. I think he's going to be the fulcrum of that Packers offense. Obviously, Devontae Adams, still dangerous, still going to get his. Had over 100 yards receiving against the Lions, but... Man, I think Aaron Jones is what makes that offense go. The Aaron and Aaron show is what I think is going to be Green Bay's bread, bread and butter this year. Um, I think the Packers go in there and pull off this upset and get a big win against the wow. 49ers. I just kind of get that Aaron Rodgers vibe. You, you've said it on our shows all week long. That it's the total Packers thing to do to lay an egg early in the season like they did in week one. And then in their next big game, they come out and they look like an NFC champion again. Well, that wasn't their next – the next game for them was the Detroit game. Right, so that's but a the nice tune-up game. Big game. I think it's hard to go on the road and beat the San Francisco team, especially considering how revamped it is from the COVID season last year. I do think uh, – They are missing a couple of running backs. But that, they doesn't, are, that but doesn't seem to matter for Shanahan. But Shanahan can get a good running back out of anyone who's on that team. I don't even know – I don't even know who the starting running back is right now, but the only reason I have concern for San Francisco is the fact that they didn't look great against Philly, but they still only allowed 11 points. They allowed uh, a touchdown, a two-point conversion, and a field goal. Yeah, that's the thing. They won in week one with putting up 41 points and having an offensive display, and then they went in week two with the defense. Still allowed 33 points against Detroit. But then they went in on week two based on that defense only giving up 11 points. It's a well-rounded team. They can beat you either way. So here's a question. Does the defense show up, yes or no? And if no, does the offense have enough firepower to keep up with Aaron Rodgers? Jared Goff isn't that great, but he's better than Jalen Hurts in my mind. Aaron Rodgers. Is I don't know about that. Aaron Rodgers is taking it to a whole other level, though. You can agree with that. Yes. So well, I think I think yes. the defense gets some points put up on it this weekend. So I think it's going to be offense. You got Green Bay. I think offense is going to have to win it for them. And, that's and I think Green Bay's defense still has a lot more to prove this year. I think they could be a lot better, especially in the turnover department. I see Jimmy G having one of his worst games. I see, I see, the Packers winning this game by a touchdown. And I see the first questions really creeping in of, is it time for Trey Lance over Jimmy G? That's how I see this week playing out. Uh, I, I, I'm blanking on the name of their guy who they just lost, the Packers on defense, who will also be unavailable to them next week when they f- play the Steelers. But it's a, I don't know why I'm blanking on it. I should not be. But it's a big name. Forgive me, because I'm, I'm just coming up blank here, so let's just move on. I know. I was, you should have just kept talking and trying to get through it, because now I have their injury report pulled up. I don't really see much of a big-name guy. Uh, Rashawn Gary's got an elbow. Uh, Tyler Lancaster, the defensive lineman,'s got a back thing. Darnell Savage, the safety, uh, is hurt, as well as Vernon Scott, Eric Stotes, and Chandon Sullivan are out, too, with corner, the cornerbacks. So 
I don't know. I think they're fine. I don't see Zadarius Smith on there or anybody like that. I thought it was Zadarius Smith. No, he's not on their injury report. Unless he's on IR. And then, which I think he's on IR. If we just keep talking and filling airtime, I can tell you. We'll move on. And you can come back to it. Zadarius Smith placed on IR. There you go. go. So, Jacob, you were right. You just weren't that right. You need to come with your facts correct a little bit more. You embarrassed me. Um, I like Packers, though. You like the Niners. I do like the Niners. It's in San Francisco. I like the Niners. Uh, a couple of other games before we get to our triple play and the picks of the Steeler game. Uh, Washington football team goes into Buffalo. Both teams are 1-1. One one. I think the Bills wax them there. Uh, the Browns facing the Bears, AFC North at home. Browns probably go to 2-1 and one in that game, although Justin Fields getting his first start. A little intrigue there. Yeah, but he didn't look great against Cincinnati yeah, last but week. But he didn't prepare as the starter. He was just that guy that was running those – Weird packages where he's the running uh, quarterback only at the goal line, stuff like that. So I, I think Justin Fields plays better in his second outing, but, man, the Browns are good. Ravens-Lions, isn't this a game where the Ravens just always blow that team out? Like, this is, yeah, this the is Ravens are a 42 nothing. The Ravens are a team like that. that the teams that they're supposed to blow out, they, they blow, blow out. them out. So, you know, the Steelers very tend to- Tend to play these games a little close if you're Steelers. Yeah, the Ravens, I was say, the Ravens are the opposite. opposite. The case if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan and you're familiar with how those games typically go. Uh, a couple big division matchups on the docket: the Chiefs and the Chargers. Both of them are one and one, so you don't want to be in that one and two hole, especially when Vegas and Bra- the Denver are looking at three and zero. Oh, pretty. Where's pretty this good. game? It's in Kansas City. I got Kansas City. So the City. Chiefs are probably going to end up winning that game, uh, especially. I mean, Mahomes off of a loss. That's a scary problem. His first, I think it's his first loss in September, and it's it was, last week was his first interception, interception in, September. in September. Yeah, he's gonna be on. He's the gonna right page. Back. He'll uh, be Colts Titans in the NFC or AFC South. Excuse me. The Colts could be zero and three to start the season. That's a hole they can't Where's afford. This game? It's in Tennessee. Meanwhile, the Titans, if they go to one and two, they're still kind of in the dri- the driver's seat. So I mean, if both of them go to one and two, it's a big game for the Colts. If Colts if Colts win this game, they both fall to one and two. And then it's still a, it's still a anybody's game as to who can win that division. The Saints going to New England to face off against the New England Patriots. A little bit of an intriguing matchup there. Maybe. I'm, I'm we'll see how, how good the New Orleans defense could be. I'm looking to see defense. what uh, Jameis Winston looks like after looking like Jameis from Tampa in Week 2, where he looked like Jameis from Florida State in Week 1. A uh, couple teams trying to go to 3-0 and that I think will. The Cardinals are in Jacksonville. That's 3-0. and The Broncos host the Jets. That's 3-0. and The Raiders host the Dolphins. Maybe not. You said earlier this week that you see the Dolphins winning this game. But now we know for sure that two is out, and it's Jacoby Brissett. So I think the Raiders pull that off and get to three and zero. The Vikings are at home against the Seahawks, trying to avoid that zero and three start. I don't think they do. I think the Vikings fall to zero and three, and I think it's another case of this team is zero and three, and they could be two and one. I think that's exactly what we're looking at for Minnesota again. Right after an upset loss against the Bengals, and then a Bosch field goal at the as time expired against the Cardinals. Like, they should have won their first two games, and this loss to Seattle should have been their first one, but it's And they would have been fine. They would have been saying they won against a team they should have beaten in Cincinnati. They had a good comeback win against Arizona. You lose to Seattle. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, whatever. It happens, but I don't think that's going to be the case. And finally, the Monday night game is our... What seems to be at least four to five times a year NFC East matchup. Four to five times a year. I would say six, seven, eight Eagles, times a year. Eagles, Cowboys, Philly market versus Dallas We've market. We've now gone two weeks in a row, right, with a primetime game. Because last week it was uh, Giants, Giants, Giants Redskins. football team. Sorry, Giants oh, my football team. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my 
Oh, I almost Brian, passed out. Brian, Brian, or boss, can you fire me? I almost just passed out. I, my, my apologies. That was a slip up. But, but yeah, Eagles, Cowboys, Monday Night Football. Yeah, first of many this week. Back to back of having a primetime game be an NFC East matchup. That's the schedule this week. Let's get to our triple play here. It. I'll go first. You're going to love this one, Jacob. I got the Rams plus one. Ooh, I like the point there, there, but over, I mean, a point's really nothing in the NFL, but I love the Rams in this game to win. I, I think the Rams are going to beat the Buccaneers. I think they're going to put a, a stake in the heart of that 20-0 aspiration of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I got the Rams winning a big game at home. In that NFC East Monday night matchup, the Cowboys are only given three and a half points. I think that Vegas thinks the Eagles may be a little better than they actually are after a big win against the Falcons in week one and playing the Niners a little tight in week two. I think the Cowboys are a pretty damn good football team this year. Big win over the Chargers. A big field goal. Was it like 58 yards, 59 yards? I think yards. it was 60. Wow. Greg yeah. the Legs Erlein giving the Cowboys the win there. I'm laying the points. I'm uh, three and a half points. It makes me a little nervous. Cowboys like to win these games by a field goal, but I'm laying the points. I got the Cowboys minus three and a half. And finally, the one that I like the most, the one that I would call a lock, Colts plus five and a half. Mm. Even if the Titans win that game, what is Tennessee known for? Pulling it out real, yeah. real close games. So I think five and a half points is a little too much to be laying there for Tennessee. So I got the Colts plus five and a half on the road. So, so I got give me your recap. I got Rams plus one at home. I got Cowboys giving three and a half points at home. And I got the Colts on the road plus five and a half. None of these games really speak out to me. No, there's no real locks this week. There really isn't. So Except I'm for that Colts one, I'm telling you. The Colts are going to cover that spread even if they lose. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say Washington to cover a seven points. In Buffalo. Okay. Buffalo, it's a good defense. It's in a Washington. really good defense, and Taylor Haneke looked pretty, pretty yeah. good against. It's not a bad pick. The Giants aren't a horrible defense. They're not a great defense. Uh, so I'm going Washington for my first one. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, Baltimore to go to cover the eight and a half. I, I like that. I think that's they're gonna blow easy, them out. Yeah, I think that's an easy one. Uh, you know, I don't like going with the with the favorite in those games. You so. just want a massive favorite, yeah. I j but. I, I picked against the, the, the Packers and their 13-point spread last week, so I'm not going to make that same mistake again when it's only 8.5 for Baltimore. Hey, you were looking Detroit. really good through the first three quarters. I really was, and maybe that'll be the I, I still think Baltimore does the best job of beating up on teams when they're supposed to out of any NFL team. Uh, and then, honestly, Tom, these games are just not fun to pick. These are just not good games. Um, where, where am I going to go? I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out and make another dumb pick here. I'm going to go Steelers to cover three. Wow. And I'll tell you, and I'll give you my final score once, when, once you make your pick as well. So just to give people a little recap of the records here, I went 2-1 and one again last week, so I'm 4-2 and two on the year. Jacob went 2-1 and one last week himself. So, I'm so he two and is four. now 2-4 and four on the year. So pick with me if you want to win okay. some money. That's, that's clearly the case. Bengals and Steelers this Sunday at Heinz Field. Time for our official predictions of the game. It's going to be ugly, Steelers Nation. Ugly, ugly, ugly. 43 and a half, 44, I think, is the over-under. Take the under. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. I think defense, even if the Steelers' defense isn't fully healthy, is going to carry the day in this game. Uh, the only dangerous thing about that is the Bengals are the offense that I would put my money on exploding if I had to put my money on either of the offenses. 
I, I do think the Steelers win this football game. But I think, I. I think it's going to be a lot of Steelers Nation ripping their hair out until the very end of the game. I think the Bengals will be winning late. And I think that Ben will tap Ooh. into some old Big Ben magic and get Boswell into range. I got the Steelers winning this game 17-15. to 15. 15? Where did that come from? I also have the Steelers bring up... It's going to be a lot of field goals, dude. I don't think they're going to get in the end zone. You think they're going to get five scoring drives, all field goals? No, but I think... That's what 15 is. A little extra point missed in there. You know, maybe a couple field goals. 17-15, Steelers. That's a scoregami if I've ever heard of one. Probably not. 17-15 is pretty rare. It's just two touchdowns and an extra point. Or a two-point conversion. It's not that rare to get to 15. All right. But as a final score, it's rare. It's... Anyways, I also had the Steelers putting up 17 points. I, I didn't have the Bengals. Steelers covering, though, if you notice, so you'd be in trouble there. Oh, so I do. I have the Steelers 17-10 in this one. I think it's a low-scoring affair for both teams. I agree with you, Tom. I think Steelers fans are going to be ripping their hair out of their heads because of the emotional trauma that the offense will cause. I think the defense will take care of business, but the offense is really going to make some head-scratching calls, head-scratching plays. And especially with Deontay Johnson out, with Ben Roethlisberger dealing with that peck injury, it's going to limit that offense. Steelers in this one, low scoring, 17-10. to 10. That'll do for us here on the Steelers Standard. Thanks, as always, for listening. Big one for your Steelers this Sunday at Heinz Field. Enjoy College Football Saturday. Enjoy NFL Slate on Sunday. Hopefully we are talking about a 2-1 Steelers win when we come back to cut some episodes next Monday. For Jacob Brecht, I am Tom Offerman. Thanks, as always, for giving us a listen, and we'll talk to you next time on the Steelers Standard.